Welcome to the Hope Elam Podcast. We are a diverse church in the heart of Des Moines, seeking to bring God's kingdom as we live more like Jesus. We hope that what you're about to hear points you to Jesus Christ. Know that we're praying for you and look forward to connecting with you soon. So we've been rolling with Romans for a while. And it's true, Romans, it's, it's, it's not shallow. It's, it's deep. Um, there are some words that, you know, we've been trying to grapple with. And this morning is no different. Amen. So do you know that, um, that I owe you something? That, that I owe you a debt? And that this morning, Kyle, um, the debt needs to be paid for all of us. Do you know that I am indebted to you and that I owe you my love? That the word of God says that we are indebted to each other, that I am obligated, Joe, to love you. Bible says, how is it that I can claim that I love God? and hate my brother. He said, then I would be a liar. How can I say I love a God that I've never seen, but yet say that I hate you who I see every day? The, the, the Bible suggests that we have a debt to pay and the debt needs to be paid right here. So I owe you a debt. So what am I talking about? First of all, in Romans 13 verses eight through 12, the question is, what do I owe you? I owe you my love. I owe you my grace. When there are opportunities to um, compromise, to forgive, to provide opportunity to get to a place of common ground, we owe each other an opportunity to compromise, to love. Love is not something that is shallow. Love is something that I owe you and you owe me. And I know when we owe each other something, one of the things that's harder things to do is to give is patience. But I owe you my time and my long suffering and my patience. It's hard to give you that because at some point, um, I don't wanna be patient. I want what I want, I want it right now. And so somebody right now, I, you might say, well, Pastor Brown, what do you mean I owe you? The Bible declares that for all of us, we have a debt to pay. And the debt to pay is that we have to be willing to love each other. From the very beginning of time, love was an important piece of what God ordained. From the beginning until the end, love is something that we are called to do. And maybe you're here and you've already tuned me out and said, well, every time I come to church, they're talking about love. Well, we're going to stick right here because love is a big part of it. Amen? Amen. And so with that, I want to get to a place where we understand this. The very first verse, verse 8 says, owe nothing to anyone. So before I even get to love, I want to get to debt. Owe no one anything. So you might say, well, I didn't come to church to talk about my bills. Oh, we're going to talk about it right here and right now. Amen. It's time to pay up. It's time right here, right now. 
for all of us, before we get to love, Shantis, before we get to a place to talk about the word, we're in the word. The word says, owe nothing to anyone. So whatever it is, if there's a debt to be paid, if there's a situation in your life and you have the capacity to pay your debt, the Bible says, pay it off. Can somebody say amen? This is one of those, Curtis Bell, it's tight, but it's right. Because we don't want to talk about debt. But before we can talk about love, the Bible says, owe no one anything. So before we talk about that, um, what is it that you know you owe right now? There's a debt of love. There's a debt of forgiveness that somebody you've been holding hostage, holding in your mind, you have not let them out of that situation. And right now, you know you owe them a debt of forgiveness. Can you pay up today? It's time, amen? It's time to pay up because there's a, a, a debt that is owed and only you and only I can pay that debt. It's time to pay up. You know, um, when I think about the, prop, the opportunity and the capacity that we all have, the Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. But God has given us everything that we need the problem is sometimes we hold on to the things that we want and we don't do the things that we know we ought to do. We're talking about debt. We're talking about something that we, we know we ought to pay. We know we ought to clear up. The Bible says, owe no man anything. And somebody right now, I'm saying, listen, don't tune me out. Except our obligation to love one another. That's the only debt we have. Debt is one of those things that we can be in the process of paying while we're still owing. When we love someone, yes, we can love and have the ability to be paying the debt of love. At the same time, we're owing them more love as we go. So if you're here this morning, hear what I'm saying. It's time to pay up. Pay up the debt that we owe, the debt of gratitude. Who is it right now that we know we need to make a phone call? We need to make a trip. We need to answer an email. We need to allow for our children to go and see them. We need to spend some time with that individual because we've been putting it off, because they hurt us, because our hearts are broken. The Bible says whatever the debt is, to pay it. Pay it today. It's time. Amen. All but except the debt of love, everything else should be paid. It's time. For the commandments say you must commit, you must not commit adultery. You must not murder, don't steal, don't covet. All of these are related to how we treat each other. And here's the problem. The reason why we can't love our neighbor is because we have not accepted the love that God wants to give to us. And because we have not accepted the love that God wants to give us, we can't love ourselves. And because we don't love ourselves, it's impossible to love our neighbor. So we have to start from the very beginning. For God so loved the world. Do you know that sometimes we see ourselves the, world, the way the world sees us? That sometimes because of what we've done, what we failed to do, the thing that we fell short, we see ourselves as a failure here or there, and we don't love ourselves. But Jesus came and died and paid the price for everything. And so the Bible declares, God says, I, for God so loved the world, he so loved us, that he gave us his best. So can we accept the love? that he has come to give. Because if we don't see ourselves and love ourselves, we can't love our neighbor. If you're here this morning, you owe yourself a debt of forgiveness. 
You owe yourself a debt of love. Can you pay yourself this morning and accept the love that God has come to give? Because you wonder why you're struggling, getting along with family, getting along with the people in your job, getting along with people in your neighborhood, getting along with people in general. It's because you don't love yourself. Can you allow yourself to accept that love? And I guarantee you, you'll be able to live in harmony a whole lot better. It's time, amen. It's time to pay up. The love is a debt that we all owe. It's time. So love costs. Love is patient. Do you know how much it takes to really be patient when you want to say the thing that you know you ought not say? When you have the answer, but you're trying to teach someone something, it's hard to be patient. Love is patient. In your relationship, with your children, on your job, we owe the people we work with. We owe our family members. We owe our children a debt of patience. Love is kind. Right now, our words matter. Who is it in our lives that we're being too sharp, too short, too condescending, that, that we're not really, we're giving them some bad body language? Who is it in our lives right now that we're not loving the way God wants us to? They're sitting most times next to us. A lot of times they're living with us. They're working alongside of us. And God said it's time to pay up the debt of love. He said we can owe whatever it is and pay it. This is something we have the capacity to pay right now. Love is a choice. You can choose right here, right now, to love that person who hurt you. You can, look, you can choose to love and pay your debt in full. In fact, love, he says, is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. Love, it is not demanding its own way. You mean I have to compromise? You mean I have to find some common ground? Well, I don't want to pay that debt. Can I just say this? Uh, my dad... He had the money. He's long gone. I love him to death. A amazing man. But there were times that we got plenty of calls from collectors. Because he'd re rather just hold on to it, pay it a little bit at a time. And the more you hold on to the thing you know you ought to clear up, the more problems you get. Now you got people calling you, got people bothering you, frustrating you. And now your reputation is at stake. Now your credit score is bad. And now, all because you wouldn't just pay what you know you ought to pay. Today, right here, it's time. Whatever the debt is, make the call. Make the trip. Write the check. Whatever it is, if you have the capacity, pay your dues. Somebody say amen. 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 So love comes with a cost. Uh, love never gives up. Love never loses faith. Who is it? you've given up on? Who is it that you don't even answer the call anymore? Who is it you know that you've been walking alongside and now because they said a thing, now because they did a thing, you don't even, you don't even check in on them? But you know that God put you in their lives. Now is the time to pay it up. Call them today. Pay up. It's time. That debt of love, God is saying, is right here, right now, today. Make the call. We can't just be hearers of the word of God and not doers of the word of God. If your heart is being pricked, if God is weighing heavy on you right now, work through it, sit with it, then make the call. Amen? Amen.
Love gonna cost Jesus. Love will cost you something. It's not free. It will, it will, giving your love to someone costs. The efforting that it takes to, to love someone is going to cost you something. To receive the love that somebody wants to give, to receive it, is going to cost. Because how can it cost me to receive love? Because you got to let them in. You got to give them space. You got to give them access. It's going to cost you something to be loved. It costs. Love costs. And I thought about it. I said, well, love that is given and love that is received, I called it Pentecost. Not Pentecost in that day. I call it Pentecost because it was that time where God was trying to pour out his love on his people. And the people received because it was all a one accord. And the mighty wind and the blazing fire came through. And God showed up and the people received it. The love that God had come to give, the people received that love. When you're giving love and that love received, I think it's Pentecost. I think it's time to celebrate. I think it's time to give God glory. Love costs. Are we willing to allow people in? The people who are trying. The people who have said they were sorry. The people who are begging for forgiveness. Those folks. It's costing them something. It's going to cost you something. Let them in. Pray about that thing. You know that your flesh is rising up. Allow them to come into your life. Give them another opportunity. And if God says no, then keep them at bay and love them from a distance. But free them up. Let them know you forgive them. Let them know it's okay, but you're going to move on. At some point in our lives, we got to be able to give love and receive love because it's costing somebody something. It's time to pay it in full. My mom, bless her heart, we didn't have a whole lot of money, but she would go to these stores that had layaway plans. Y'all probably don't know about layaway plans, because I'm old, see? But layaway plans is cool, because you can put a deposit down, and you can go back and pay a little bit on it, and they're going to keep it for you until you get it paid off. Just keep chipping away at it. Maybe you need a layaway plan. Maybe you just need to get started. You just got to tell somebody, you know what, I forgive you. And you chip away at that thing, keep putting a little bit. Or maybe you're ready today to pay it in full. Let me tell you how you pay it back in full. First of all, just be more thoughtful in your relationships. Do something you've never done before. Don't wait for him or her to ask you. We're talking about paying the debt of love today. Love is efforting. Love is something that's going to take some time. Love is going to take some opportunity for you to be thoughtful, to think ahead. Think about what someone would appreciate, the gratitude that it would bring. Thoughtful, begin to chip away at that love. Sometimes we got to be more thankful that we have the gratitude. It's not just a text that's saying, hey, thinking about it. No, write a letter. Find some time. Go in detail. Search your heart. Go to a place where you say, listen, you're worth it. I appreciate all that you've done. And I'm going to write this letter. I'm going to call you. We're going to go to lunch. And I'm going to tell you how much you mean to me. Because I have a debt that not only I want to pay my debt, I want to honor my debt to you. I have a debt of thanksgiving. 
I want to pay it in full. I want to be peaceful. Proverbs says, look, I'd rather have a morsel with peace than have a feast with contention. Keep all the strife. Keep all, all the stuff. Can I just get some peace in my life? I just need a little bit, God. God, because you know sometimes if you eat slow enough, it'll fill you up. And I'm saying to somebody, if you're seeking peace, bring it. Blessed are the peacemakers, for there shall, they shall find peace. What is your life like? What debt of, of, of love do you owe someone? Because it's nothing but frustration, nothing but contention. And you know you have the capacity to pay it off, to bring peace. Pay it in full. He says, look, stay hopeful. Stay helpful. Stay joyful. Pay it in full. Can you say amen? amen? It's time. Pay it forward. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. But he became a ransom for all of us. While we were yet sinners, he died. He paid the ultimate sacrifice. He's the only one that could have paid it all. And if he paid it for us, the only thing he's asking to love him with all of our heart, mind, soul, and to love each other. Pay it forward. Pay it up. But pay it forward. I owe you a debt of love. And I want to pay it in full. Amen? Amen. For God, he bought you with a high price, so you must honor God with your body. All right. It's time. You know, and I said this earlier, if you love those who love you, well, who? everybody can do that. The Sadducees, the Pharisees, everybody can do that. What does that benefit? It's loving the people that are hard to deal with. It's loving the people that you know they don't like you. You know they don't like you, right? God is still calling you to love them. How do you love somebody you don't like? How do you love someone you don't like? It's your heart posture. When you see them, you can still wish well for them. You can still release them and, and call to captivity the thought that you have that you want to strangle them. And you release that thought and you replace it with love and adoration because that is the image bearer of the child of God. So you love those who you can't stand because of your heart posture. You ain't got to be in proximity for the people you don't like, but you still got to love them. There's a debt that we all owe each other. No matter who you are, no matter what you look like, no matter where you're from, there's a debt of love that we owe. Amen? Amen. All right. So it's time. Not only is it time to pay up, it's time to wake up. It's time to wake up. It's in the text, verse 11 in our reading. It says, this is all the more urgent. For you know how late it is. The sun has been up a long time. There's been plenty of times we're coming in and out of the house of God. There's been plenty of prophets, preachers, and teachers that have been long over the years. We know that the, the time is getting late. Time is running out. Look, if you're here today, we're here today. Look, right here, it's time to wake up. How long are we going to keep going and being in the space, hearing the word of God, and just going about our own business? What does it take for you to wake up? How many alarms do you have set? I have two. 
So I'm going to free you up. How many do you have? Do you just wake up at the time you need to wake up? Do you have an alarm? Do you set two alarms? Do you hit the snooze? And then you lay there for a little while? Do you hit the snooze again? I think I know some people have three and four. <laughs> what does it take for you to wake up? And when you wake up, do you get up? Or do you lie there for a while? And sometimes you think, oh, two or three more minutes. I went through the first snooze, went through the second snooze. All I need is about two or three more minutes because this is really good sleep right now. And then you go back into a deep sleep. And then you wake up late. And then when you wake up late, now you're running. Now there's anxiety. Now you didn't miss breakfast. Now you forgot to pack your lunch. Now you're in traffic. Now you're just all over the place because you wouldn't wake up. And when you woke up, you wouldn't get up. How many times do we hit snooze in a relationship with an almighty God? An alarm from heaven, he, 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 you know it's him. You come to church, you hear a song, and the alarm goes off and says, it's time. It's time to get up. But yeah, you go back to sleep. How many times are we sleeping in our relationship? We're just sitting down on him. It's time to get up and stop snoozing. He says, the time is running out. He says, wake up, for salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. Wake up right here and right now. Like, I, what is it going to take before we make a conscious decision, say, God, I see you, I hear you, and God, I've already experienced there's not a whole lot in the world that I could depend on, but God, I know I can depend on you. So you're going to wake up and start moving in the direction that God wants you to move. It's time to wake up, to arouse or awaken from sleep. You know, when you're in sleeping mode, you're in darkness. And when you sleep, you're blind to all the things that are going on. When you are not awake, it's because you want to be awakened from just sitting down. You know, you can be awake and still be in a place where you're hiding in the dark because you're just sitting, because you won't really be awakened and get up, that you're just lying there, the snooze is going off, and we're just taking our ease and staying comfortable. Wake from ruins and non-existence. Awake from death to life. It's time to wake up, amen? Not only that, look, it's time to get up, raise up, stand up, and I don't know, maybe you're here today, and one of the things you want to do is say, God, I hear you. God, I'm going to do something different. But maybe the different thing for you today is to rise up and wake up and get up and stop staying in a place where you're comfortable. Right here? It's time to wake up. Verse 12, the night is almost gone. The day of salvation will soon be here. So remove your dark deeds like dirty clothes, Jesus, and put on the shining armor of right living. He refers to our night clothes as darkness. As I just do a quick scan, no one came in here with their pajamas on, with their night clothes on. Because you don't, you don't come into the light with the clothes that you wear in the dark, the clothes that you wear to bed. He says, rise up, get up, and come into the light. Put those dark clothes away. Take those deeds that you do in the dark. Come into the light. 
begin to wake up and live and walk in the newness of life. What is it that you need to cast off? What is it you need to put away? What attitude, what, what, what place you need to stop going that you go to in the dark? He says, come into the light. It's time to wake up. Come out of the darkness and walk in the light. So I thought I would use Proverbs 6 as we turn the corner. It says, go to the end, thou sluggard, and consider her ways and be wise. Pay up today. Wake up, but wise up. When we go to the sluggard, sluggards love their ease. They're idle and they're careless. How long will thou sleep, O sluggard? The question is, how long? Are we going to allow the snooze to keep getting hit? How long before we wake up and truly get up and start doing what God has called us to do? How long before we allow God to challenge us and to move us from here to there? So the question is, let's wise up. And here's how we wise up. Stop putting things off. It's time to pay up whatever dues, whatever love. It's time to wake up and stop hitting snooze. But it's time to wise up. We can't keep doing the things that we always do. We got to start putting some things off. Don't get too comfortable sitting down. Rise up when the alarm goes off. The moment you know that's God, rise up. The moment you know you're hearing from him, rise up. The moment, don't, don't keep doing making the same mistakes. God says that'll allow you to rock you back to sleep, become comfortable. Amen? It's time to wise up. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life. And the Church of Ephesians, they were struggling with this. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created, by, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. It's time to wise up. It's time. Amen? Another part of our text, verse 13, it says, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will, will God bring with him. Sometimes the biggest challenge to really moving forward and loving other people is because we're not certain of our future. We're not certain about the word of God. But when we stand on the word of God, we know this is not our home. This is not our, our landing spot. This is not the place where we're going to end up. There's no fear for our future because we know we can love as God has called us to love because this is not our home. That there's no fear for what's coming because we stand on the fact that Jesus got up out of the grave and that he now sits at the right hand of the Father. So we know that we can trust the word of God, that we have hope as the people of God, that we can wise up. It's time to wise up. Verse 15 says in, in 1 Thessalonians, said, For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Fear is not our future. This is not the end. Wherever you are, whatever your situation is, just know that there's hope in Jesus. It's a new day. It's a new horizon. 
because we belong to this new day. Don't stay in darkness. Wake up, pay up, and wise up. And now if you would stand up as we receive the choir, amen? God bless you. Thanks so much for joining us. To find out more about Hope Elam, follow us on Instagram at hope.elam or visit our website at hope-elam.org.